1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
3: Welcome back to another episode of the Packs with she Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein, and it finally happened. We are sitting here four days away from the 2023 NFL Draft, and news broke this afternoon that Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. Perry, he is in your state, awaiting, uh, yeah, awaiting his arrival in the Big Apple.
2: Yeah, it's official. It finally happened. Happened. Not um, even as close to the draft as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to have to be one of those right up to the deadline, but Goot got it done. Um, I think we can get into the emotional side of it later, but Goot crushed it. Uh, I think digging his heels in, um, whatever he did worked. So the trade compensation for those who haven't seen it yet are the Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers. Um, they're swapping picks with the Packers in this coming draft. So they're going to be picking at 15. And then they're getting a 2023 fifth round pick, which is number 170. The Packers are getting pick number 13. So, swapping, like I said, um, in the first round this year, a 2023 second round pick, number 42, a sixth round pick, number 207, a conditional pick for next season. So right now it's a 2024 second round pick, but it will become a first round pick if Rodgers plays 65% of snaps this coming season. So no contingencies on if he plays next season, all he has to do is play the majority of the season, which barring an injury, I think is bound to happen. So somehow the Packers do get a first round pick for next season's draft Um, And now they have three picks in the top 50 for this coming weekend.
3: Yeah, I mean, I know that there was some kind of speculation about how, oh, we're not sure if, if it'll happen before the draft. They can both drag this out as much as they want. No, this had to get done before the draft because it matters for both parties. And I think especially the Packers, you could argue, you know, needed to get this done because they need to. I think to make a fair evaluation of Jordan Love, you need as many picks as possible to get him as many weapons as possible, knowing that you have one two years left on this rookie deal. And that's assuming, I think, you know, I guess let's let's caveat and and get to this really quick. You you're assuming the Packers are going to pick up his fifth-year option. They have to make that decision by next week. Yeah like okay so they have 2 years left to evaluate Jordan Love when they pick up his 5th year deal so getting those picks i think for this year and next year was really significant and really needed to get done for green bay
2: yeah i mean i don't i think the packers would have been fine if it didn't happen before the draft obviously clearly they're getting so much compensation for this season that it's going to end up being um it's going to end up being very meaningful but also If it didn't happen before the draft, it didn't happen before the draft. For the Jets, if it didn't happen before the draft, then they're shit out of luck with quarterback. So I think all in all, both sides wanted and needed this done. Um, The Jets couldn't really draft this season without knowing who's going to be playing under center realistically. So um, everyone had incentive to do it. Andrew Brandt always says deadlines for actions. So the deadline came. They... Sprung into action. um, And now Aaron Rodgers is not quite officially, as Gutekun said in his presser today, um, but basically for all intents and purposes is officially a jet.
3: Yeah, it, it was kind of funny that it broke on Twitter like as his presser was starting because he was like, well, it's not technically official, but everything, you know, aside from the pen being to paper you know, it it seems about as official as it can be. So let's talk about the compensation. I, I really am trying hard not to use the word leverage. I don't want to talk about, you know, who won the trade because I think it was honestly a pretty fair trade for both parties. Both teams seemed to get what they wanted out of it, and they both wanted very different things for the state of their rosters. So, like you said, swapping the first-round picks, Packers getting a second this year, the first second-round pick the Jets have, number 42 and then that conditional second possibly becoming a first next season. So what did you think of the details? Because honestly, it was more than I thought they were going to get.
2: It was a lot more than I thought they were going to get. I think, um, like I said, I think Goot crushed it. He dug his heels in and got everything he wanted. Um, I think the swapping of the first round picks is also a big deal, right? You're jumping ahead two spots. It can not be overstated. 13 is more valuable than 15. I do think that they're going to move around a lot now. They have so much... Um, just like capital to move around the board and actually now take who they want. Like I said, I think it's three picks in the top 50 is huge. Um, I think 42 and 45 is great. I mean, you and I are going to do our mock draft simulator. So we'll see who falls to them around there if they do decide to stick. But um, all in all, I am pretty shocked. I think I was expecting at this point, like a second and a third, or a second and a fourth, like the longer it went out, the less I felt convinced that they were going to get what I think Aaron Rodgers deserves. Like, you know, you look at some other quarterbacks and the compensation that they get and you can argue whether it's fair or not, but that's the bar. Right. And so when you're getting a Matthew Stafford for two first round picks and you're thinking, wow, I'm not going to get a first for Aaron Rodgers. That's ridiculous. Well, I think the Packers got an absolutely fair compensation what I'm shocked about, honestly, is the next season pick because, okay. because it has no stipulations if he plays or not. This could be a one-year deal. And if, let's say, the Jets you know, make it to the playoffs, make it to the AFC Championship game, Rodgers plays 95% of snaps, decides to retire, Packers get a first-round pick next season, and he's not even playing for the Jets. So I have no idea how that one was swung but that's huge and then even more importantly in all of this is there's no notice about his um contract so i think it's safe to assume that all that 60 million the jets are going to be eating
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what
3: There's no details yet as far as what that means, but it sounded like they were waiting to sign the official contract because Aaron Rodgers was going to do some type of restructure to help the Packers cap. Like, that's what's been floating around Twitter, but there's no details as to what that specific, you know, what the assist is or what that help is. So we know that, you know, the Jordan Love fifth-year option is going to be worth just over $20 fully guaranteed for 2024. So everything the Packers are doing now really sets them up well for the future. And Andy Herman, uh, the pack a day founder talked about this on Twitter. We talked about it on one of our pack a day episodes last week, but this is this before even the trade to, f- to 13 or the the swap of the first round picks. The Packers were in a really nice position to be able to kind of try and move into the later half of the first round and maybe recoup like a first round pick for 2024. So the fact now that they also have a conditional second, that could become a first, whatever they're doing with their evaluation of Jordan love They have so much flexibility now to move around and get weapons and position themselves really nicely. Because if Jordan loves not it, you know, you now have so much more ammo even going into 2024 to look at options when maybe you like the QB class a little bit better. So
2: I feel like the Packers also have a lot of holes to fill on this roster. Like this is not a complete roster. And now I I feel a little bit more confident that they're going to be able to... um, to get what they need. Uh, Obviously the cap situation this season is kind of moot. There's going to be enough dead, but this is the last season of this Aaron Rodgers contract kind of holding them down when it comes to cap space. So like you said, you know, with next season having like, you know, who knows what they're going to want in the first round where the jets are going to be picking, et cetera. But you also have to think about how much more money they're going to be able to have and to spend in free agency.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things here too is, And I know, you know, obviously there's a lot of still good talent in this draft class. It doesn't feel like a very strong first round. And I say that, you know, not trying to disrespect the players that are there because there's going to be some really good football players that are selected. But I didn't have a problem with the Packers trading back before when I thought they had pick 15. I thought some of that soft spot was like between 20 and 50. You know, like if you could recoup some picks and kind of move around in that range. So for the Packers to have 42 and jump up to 13... It's like you said, it gives them a little bit of flexibility. And friend of the show, Mina Kimes, had said on Twitter that, you know, it positions the Packers really nicely because they have some of the same needs as the the Patriots. They have some of the same needs as the Jets even. So to be able to leapfrog and get to that, that sweet spot at 13, some of those players that you're like, oh, they're never going to be there at 15, actually could be there at 13. And if they're starting to slide to 8, 9, 10, and you want to jump up from 13 even still, you now have the leverage to do that with your second, second round pick.
2: Yeah, it's so true. Um, Are you surprised it happened this early? And I say that, you know, partially being facetious because we've been waiting for months. But um, (laughs) uh, are you surprised it didn't go right up to the deadline?
3: Yes and no. I mean, I think there was a lot of merit to the idea that this, this board, depending on how the draft was falling, maybe, you know, the trade would happen or shake up a certain way. Like they were waiting to see what was available to them before they were willing to part with draft capital. But I think for both sides, it just needed to be done because it was honestly becoming a little bit of a distraction. And if you're goot, you need to know how many picks you're working with. If you're on the phones trying to figure out if you're able to move around or not, you know, all those things matter. So I think it was important too, for Rogers to, to get to New York as soon as possible to be a part of the off season program. So yeah, Yeah.
2: get on over here, buddy. <laughs> uh, it's nice weather. You won't miss it in Green Bay. Um, is there anything that Brian Gutekun said during his presser that is noteworthy to you? I mean, obviously he did his normal uh, GM speak, kind of reminded everyone it's not actually official, so he's not going to speak to the particulars, but um, anything that stood out to you?
3: I don't know if anything stood out like outside of the norm for him, but you know, he mentioned like the edge class and the tight end specifically. So to me, you know, if I were a a gambler, um, but I'm not a Detroit lion. So just kidding. But no, but I mean, I think that I would have said edge and then maybe tight end knowing what the value is. And now that they have, again, the second round, second, second round pick that we keep talking about. I like, the value that I think the Packers can get at both of those positions, because those are the two positions that Goody highlighted specifically was the depth at edge and the depth at tight end. So I wouldn't be shocked if in some order, their first three picks are some combination of edge tight end and, you know, maybe wide receiver. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. They have all the
2: options now. Um, all right. Lastly, let's wrap this uh, little bonus episode up with, It's official. I've had many people text me in the last two hours, ever since the news broke, basically being like, how do you feel? And quite frankly, I think because it's gotten dragged out this much, I'm not sure I feel much because it's kind of like taking the emotion out of it, knowing that it was going to happen. And then also having the waiting, 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 It kind of, I don't know. I I don't know if you feel the same way. I think it's not going to feel real until i see him like playing in a jets jersey or like when they start posting videos from him at jets camp um but it's not quite as emotional from a fan perspective as i would have expected it to be if you had told me like 2 seasons ago that this was going to happen
3: yeah i mean i i've kind of I feel similarly, like, you know, seeing it officially happen was almost jarring because it felt like it had dragged out for so long that the first thing I did was like, stare really intently to see if it was actually Adam Schefter, if it was like one of the many (laughs) that we've seen for the last, you know, three months. But yeah, I mean, the fact that it did happen, like it feels like, you know, the book is closing. um, We're opening a new book now. And I think for as bittersweet as it is to move on from Rogers. And we thank him for all the memories. You know, I say this all the time when we podcast, I stare at a picture of him winning Super Bowl 45. Every time I record, like it's, it's on my wall. I will always appreciate everything he's done for the Packers. Um, It's exciting. And I know there's probably a lot of fan bases that are like, you're insane. Just wait until you go, you know, six and 11 for 10 seasons. It's not fun. It's not worth it. You know, you should have cherished the hall of famers more, but, I don't think being excited about Jordan Love takes anything away from who Aaron Rodgers was as a player. You know, I think it's just a really interesting case study as a football fan to be able to turn the page and say, okay, now let's see. It's a good evaluation of Matt LaFleur too, right? As a head coach, like you have a quarterback now who's going to run the offense in its entirety. And it's just, it feels very new. And I think as Packers fans, after having two hall of fame quarterbacks, this is like uncharted territory. And that's what makes it so exciting and intriguing is to go see now what happens in this new chapter. Yeah, it is.
2: Um, I think, I mean, Rogers is the goat, you know, like he just is. There's no, I I kind of hate for both of them that they are kind of being included in the same sentence. Whereas like Rogers deserves like his due no matter who is the heir apparent, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a Jets fan friend of mine today, basically being like, "I hope he's good." Yeah, you know, I, I do. Most of the Jets, me plays well. I think the saddest outcome for me would be he leaves and goes to play somewhere else for whatever reason he decides to, you know, not retire and then plays poorly. No, nobody. Nobody wants to see that. Especially nobody
3: knowing does. he was 90% retired.
2: Yeah, no, nobody like, wants that. Um, I certainly don't, not even out of spite. I have no spiteful feelings for him. He wanted to continue to play, so great, go continue to play. I hope you played a high level. You know, I hope you enjoy your time in New York, greatest city ever, and <laughs> um and play well for this AFC team. It's gonna be really fun to have him in the AFC with you know, all those super young quarterbacks and see kind of where he stacks up with the new guard. Um, The Jets have a great roster and he's being put in a really nice position to succeed. I just, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would be coming back to play if he didn't think he could do it at a very high level. Um, He's just not one of those people who wants to go out with a whimper. It's also why I didn't think he was going to retire after the season, after he didn't play, you know, to his standards. So it's exciting. Um it'll be a lot easier to root for him at as an AFC, you know, leader than if let's say like Andy Herman you know was put it out in the universe <laughs> that maybe they would trade him to the 49ers. Like that would have been uh, a little bit more difficult to stomach, but I think I can safely and wholeheartedly root for Aaron Rodgers in my city on an AFC team.
3: Yeah, and I mean I think he absolutely i don't think there's gonna need to be like a let's fill lambeau field and you know with with farve it felt like hey there's a lot of like you know tension here that i think we've gotta we've gotta clear the air i don't really feel that way with aaron Rodgers. i think it it feels more mutual and maybe the way that it happened like it was interesting to hear that goody has not spoken to him like this all happened through his mm-hmm. agent like I thought that was an interesting caveat, but it also wasn't unexpected given, you know, kind of the tension that it sounded like there was. But yeah. you can bet when Rodgers comes to Lambeau in like five years to see his jersey up or his number up on the facade, like, I'll be there. Like, I will go to that game and that's going to be really exciting. So I don't yeah. think there's, there's nearly as many hard feelings in this situation as there were with Favre. Of course.
2: Yeah, it's all love. Haha! Um, ha, ha. Another <laughs> But I'm just woman on this episode um, I think It's just was time for a fresh start And a turning of the page for everybody Involved so I think that does it for our Aaron Rodgers is finally A jet episode um, Crazy crazy, yeah. crazy 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 it finally Happened for everyone who thought it wouldn't Happen it happened Um you can follow us on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can follow Maggie at Maggie J. Loney, myself at Perry underscore Goldstein. Later this week, you'll get a mock draft. Uh, now that we have all the updated all compensation, the- um, <laughs> perfect timing, uh, a mock draft for the Packers this weekend and um, see how wrong we are about all of our picks. And as always and forever,